Hello, and welcome to Manga Explaining, the show where we recommend great manga to folks who haven't read much manga before. Hosted by Deb Aoki, Christopher Butcher, Chip Zdarsky, and myself, David Brothers, follow along with our show notes and reading list at mangasplaining.com. This week, we are doing something a little bit different, a little bit familiar. If you remember back on episode number 43, our Mobile Suit Gundam The Origin episode, we ran a short interview with friend of the show, Emma Rios, on what makes Gundam click for her. And in the interest of doing a little more Gundam splaining and taking a break between seasons, we're going to run the full interview with Emma. She introduced me to Zeta Gundam and Rekongista NG, two series I liked quite a bit that are very different. And I think she has a lot of insight on what makes Gundam click for her specifically from a wide variety of angles. So the first 20 or so minutes of this conversation will be pretty familiar, and then the back half, that'll be all new. Thank you again to Emma Rios, and please seek out her work in Mirror, ID, Pretty Deadly, and more. Hello, and welcome to Manga Explaining. Listen to Me. I am David Brothers, and I am joined by the amazing Emma Rios, the co-creator of Pretty Deadly, creator of ID, co-creator of Mirror, and a bunch of other really cool comics. How are you doing today? I'm super weeaboo manga fan. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, that's everybody. why we get along so much, <laughs> so well. Hello. I'm super happy to be here. I mean, I've been listening every program, and as I'm a fan of the of all this stuff, I'm very happy. Sorry about the thick accent. I mean, I'm a Spanish, so it's always a little difficult to understand me, but I'll try to speak a little slowly. So. No, your accent is beautiful. It is great. Yeah. <laughs> Emma is my... Gundam teacher, you've kind of I helped me figure her. out what I like. <laughs> You're my bright Noah. <laughs> no, 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 don't say that because I don't know. I follow a lot of people on Twitter that are really hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. So it's, I always feel like super ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's me like, too. I'm always like in everything, like, 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 like oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude, it's like they, they post a lot of stuff, like Tomino interviews, fans translated, and all that. Like, I saw one that was no. random screenshots from Gundam episodes from like hmm. six or seven Gundam series that was just just images. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I don't know, like I always say this, but it's like my deal is quite a mess. So I <laughs> I, I put notification on people I like to nice. <laughs> to to never miss a thing. So mm-hmm. I have a lot of stuff from Final Fantasy fourteen and Gundam and friends, and that's it. You know, I like, love it. I have a second <laughs> second deal, like hidden deal. For me, yeah, <laughs> we need a Final Fantasy 14 manga so we can do an entire Dude. episode. Yeah, <laughs> we need something like that. You know, you have to play the critically acclaimed video game, <laughs> <laughs> it's free trial up to level free 60, trial and, yeah, including Heaven's Worst. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't oh, believe man. we are saying this here. <laughs> I'm going to leave it all in, too. It's great. Play Final Fantasy XIV, people. It's a really good game. And there's a lot of Gundam love there because they are quite fans of, I mean, you see that everywhere. Well, enough publicity for these people. Yeah. It looks like we are paid for it. (laughs) Well, they paid in, you know, in... Enjoyment and friendship. In enjoying the game. (laughs) You are, you're a Gundam fan, I feel like, is fair to say. Like a, a variety of Gundam things, a variety of Gundam TV shows. What is it that you enjoy about Gundam in general? The drama. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I don't know, my experience with Gundam is very awkward because here in Spain, it was very difficult to to get an email and stuff in the early 2019s and all, which is when everything started for everyone. Mm -hmm. So um, the first time I watched (laughs) watched Gundam was, of course, an illegal copy on VHS. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the first one I saw was 0079, but just like mm. it was in in Japanese with Chinese subtitles. So <laughs> I couldn't speak Japanese at all. But, you know, as good way about like starting my teens, mm-hmm. there I managed to learn like a few words here and there. So I, it's, everything is like so expressive too. You could figure out, even if you weren't understanding the story, you could figure out some stuff here and there. And then with a few fun scenes that you may have at home, like talking about mm. the series and about what it was famous in Japan, you were just like putting two and two together. So more or less, my first experience with Canon was basically imagined in my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was too intense. Later, I managed to find a way, my way to 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 get to Japanese DVDs and buying stuff in the UK and stuff. But it's like those 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 beginnings were like pretty amazing. So I don't know, like for me, I always felt it was very important. I always felt that like it was very different from other robot shows mm-hmm. I was more used to. I think like they were like totally centric in the characters. So. What I like from Gundam is that they don't want to be like epic or heroic in the average sense of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like from from the first series, I like I, I, I feel like until we got to more modern stuff like Wing and stuff, nobody wanted to fight, you know? Yeah. So Camille especially. Yeah. So for me, it was like, well, this is pretty hardcore because I can't see people suffering inside. And the robots were feeling more like coffins than instead of, you Mm -hmm. know, weapons. Actually, Mm -hmm. we are told that they are like super solid stuff, like very big, but they don't protect at all. They are constantly exploding in space. And you are only hearing the screams because they manage to find a way in which you are always conscious that they are not just machines, that they are mm-hmm. people inside. So, yeah, it's the drama and how character-centric is and how the characters were unlikable. I mean, mm-hmm. I love Amuro a lot, Amuro, but it's like, I don't like him, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's interesting to see, but you don't necessarily love the character for who he is. No. And also Char is a fascinating character. Um, you love it because the design is amazing and because he is like the Count of Monte Cristo, you know, with his audience <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, it's so attractive. And mm-hmm. it's very soyo manga in a sense. You know, the kind of the kind of dude you want to like and you want to become like him, you know, mm-hmm. somehow. But he you know, he's like uh, sometimes I define him like he's a loser with a smile. You know, so because even if he's uh, the villain, it's difficult for him to win. And then growing on the the series, on on the story, the whole lore of Mm -hmm. Gundam, he becomes like quite disappointing because there's a moment in which you almost believe that he could be a good person. Mm -hmm. But then when, when he gets to power, he shows his colors and fails even to himself because he, I think he, in Zadar Gundam, for example, I think he even believes, he gets to believe that he can be a good person for a moment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, power corrupts. And 
I think that's a big point in Gundam. Like, power, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's corrupted. So, there's not a figured evil or something like created to be evil. It's like just humans fighting against each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody has some kind of goal, politically, morally. Everybody believes that what they are doing is right. So, yeah, it's like, I have to do this, and you're in the middle, so I have to fight you. Yeah. You know, it's more like this than instead of, well, an ancient civilization of aliens that are going to invade my planet, so I'm going to fight (laughs) for my life. You know, they fight for their lives and for the lives of others, but they don't want to, and they do it because there is not other choice for them Mm -hmm. to live. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the other thing of, Mostly the ones who have to fight are kids, very young. So you have the adults sending kids to fight in their stead so they so everybody can leave, you know. And all mm-hmm. the pressure they put on the children. It's like a proto evangelium. Even if I love Evangelium and Anno and everything. Yeah. But it's true that that approach still feels a little more natural in Gundam than in Eva. I yeah, think. definitely. Your point about the coffins is really good because while I was reading Gundam Thunderbolt, I realized, you know, they have mm. the coffin, the shields that are mounted and mm. they look like coffins, like Django from, you yeah. know, cowboy movies. It's a sad. <laughs> and it's such a striking image. Like it's very, like they're cool giant robots, but there's a melancholiness to them as well. Yeah. Like they're absolutely. very sad. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like, but that's very, you know, that's very manga-like, the sadness and the languidness mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's one of the uh, of the things I like of um, you know the boring this kind of culture. I love the, the I love the sad part of things. Yeah, in an epic battle or in epic lives or whatever. You know, it's not so. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's just the drama. That's that's why <laughs> that's why I like it. Yeah, same here. It's it's not that it's so popular, but you can almost feel it that way somehow, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he's not that you, you just want to, of course, it's fascinating to see, to, you know, to understand all the seven sense of wonder of the strategy behind the battles and, uh, you know, how smooth gravity and everything feels, you mm-hmm. know, when you're watching that, that you can be immersed by the atmosphere and all. But, you know, sometimes you just want to, to see, like, what? is going to do now oh yeah (laughs) what what, is he going to hit amuro or what what is going to happen with lala now you know that stuff it's fascinating to me so it's like the mix you know yeah and deb mentioned something on the podcast that we didn't get super into but she thought gundam was mostly for boys for you know (laughs) and i thought it was really funny because most of the gundam most of the big gundam fans i know are like you and sarah horrocks hmm and, you know, others, I think Gundam Wing being the first Gundam to come to the U.S., come to the West, trans- yeah. translated means there were a lot of uh, women fans for that as well. So yeah. how do you feel about male gays in Gundam? There's a very nice documentary on the NHK channel about Tomino and all the people behind Gundam. There's Jazz and everyone. Mm-hmm. They talk about it. And there is a moment in which Tomino, well, they are speaking about that. At the beginning, they had to compete with Yamato and they didn't have any means to do it because there was very few money and nobody was betting for them. Mm-hmm. So everybody was like calling Tomino and saying that it, it wasn't working, that the audience wasn't watching. And 
And at the same time, he was receiving like some fun letters from people, and most of them were women. So mm. he was like, the women are going to save the show. And actually, they did. Because yeah. when there was a moment in which it was going to be canceled, and they started sending letters like, how are they going to cancel? Don't cancel Gundam. And sending drawings and stuff, you know, pure fandom, hardcore fandom. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't, don't do anything to these characters. He says, well, it's Domino. So he says, it's like, that it was that they were more, that they were able to see through the show that it wasn't only about fighting and epicness, that it was mm-hmm. about family and about, this is pretty awful to say, you know, because women yeah. always like, also like that stuff, but it's like to him. He, but I understand what he wants to say, you know, when, mm-hmm. when he says this. Also, he's very old and stuff. So <laughs> we can be a little for him. Yeah. A little kind. Yeah, but I I understand that he thought that the women were the ones who were understanding that behind Gundam there was something else, that behind the robots there was something else. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, well, that's absolutely true, because it's what we were talking about just right before, <laughs> you know, about the characters, the characters are the center of it, and that's the most important stuff. So mm-hmm. to me, even, sometimes it feels almost like a soya manga, especially with Char and Charles drama with her sister um, in Setagunda when we get to talk about it. Yeah. You know, the women are amazing there. Even if it was very criticized because there are a lot of women in, the, I, there are a lot of women in the fridge. Mm-hmm. But because actually there are a lot of women, you know? It balances out a little bit. I don't know. That doesn't happen very often, you know? And there's an image in Gundam Origin that I thought was really good where Char meets Sela, and it's yeah. like the full-on shoujo manga, super handsome Char. Yeah, well, because it's, it's so super good. handsome shoujo prototype. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I, I sometimes analyze in shoujo manga, like, shoujo manga is about creating super amazing male characters so you can decide which one you like better. It's yeah. like an atomic game, right? So mm-hmm. Char can perfectly be an anatomic game, you know. <laughs> like, he's like he's almost like, you know, out of a so your manga from the seventies, you know, like totally. he, he smiles like petals of flowers like <laughs> go behind him, you know. His hair is always flowing yeah. in the wind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly that stuff. It's um, it's amazing. Well, we are going to talk about origin the manga and then yeah. we are going to talk about I'm going to bring a little about the show mm-hmm. because it's a little different. Even if the first volume is cheating a little because the first volume basically adapts it almost like the same about, but for a few scenes, one of the scenes is actually the moment they meet, Shaila and Char. Mm-hmm. On the TV show, Char feels more like insecure, like, <laughs> oh, wow. This is my sister? No, no, my sister was kinder than this. Which <laughs> is amazing. They made it actually in the outside of the canony because the Gundam is outside. They didn't put it inside. So it's like, it's a change ah. of the setting. So it's like, the grass is flowing like, you know. Like, <laughs> so very it sounds like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he doesn't take off the mask for a while. And then Sila just recognizes her brother anyway. Yeah. But it's like, he was like, and he kicks the gun at the same time. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, did I give my sister, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he does that in Origin the Manga as well. But the meeting is like super, 
badass, like yeah. manga dark, you know, <laughs> like, totally like I'm the bad guy, I'm super handsome, and I'm going to hang you like this, you know, like almost yeah. like Cabedon stuff, you know, exactly, <laughs> very sexy. And then when he's alone and more quite thin, then she wonders, was that my sister? No, Artesia was kinder. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> that kind of sto- that kind of like subtle storytelling. I don't even know if it's subtle. That kind of storytelling makes Origin really fun to read. Yeah, because even though I know there's this whole history of Gundam behind it, like Origin sort of stands alone. Like I can just read that and get the full picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the story of that, I don't know. I imagine it's related to something that there was they tell in the documentary as well. It's about yes got sick in the middle of the production. Just was mm-hmm. the hardcore part. Oh, I mean, the if we think of it as a crew, the captain and the second in command were like Tomino and Jazz, because mm-hmm. Jazz, was, Jazz was the animation director and he was working on storyboards and animating stuff and he was doing all the cuts and everything. So he got sick, had to be several months at the hospital and it mm-hmm. was like total drama. In fact, in the documentary, they describe it as like, we have lost Amuro, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, had a, we could only trust Bright now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was super happy. <laughs> it's like, so he was at the hospital and he says something that he was very, very suffering a lot seeing the awful episodes, you know, like, yeah. because, because he couldn't be there to fix it. So he was very happy when they did the films because he was able to fix some of the stuff that they mm-hmm. couldn't do properly when he was at the hospital, like in there, <laughs> like uh, disasters. So I imagine like part of that affects in terms of his decision of doing something like Origin, mm-hmm. as if this was like such a fascinating story, but I want to do it my own. Yeah. So it, it's quite amazing, I mean, to me, because it's, of course, he's like, they were like that and that, you know, like yeah. <laughs> two fathers of Gundam, the first show. So, you know, he thought he may have thought it was totally legit that he could do it completely yeah. himself. <laughs> no, no, no. So he, he goes so far, like mm-hmm. in the manga, like building the characters from the inside in a very intimate way and creating the, all the backstories. Because even if the first volume is like very attached to how the original series is told, then it totally changes and starts telling the story behind Char. Mm-hmm. And that's fascinating because even in, in the show, even if you can feel like Char is a bad guy, he's smiling and he's handsome. So you, you, you cannot endure that and say, oh, he's charming anyway, you know? Yeah. But then <laughs> in Origin, you get to know why he does what he does. And he's pure evil sometimes. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, he's charming, but wow, I'm scared, you know, that's <laughs> that stuff. So it's quite amazing. And like, yeah. I don't know, like, I think it's a very, it's a great experience to, to be able to experience both. Mm-hmm. The films now are very easy to watch because they're on Netflix and stuff. The problem with the films is like, that they have to add so much stuff and they don't have a very good pacing, in my opinion. Mm, I've heard that before with the other films as well. Yeah, it was like, it's so... Well, it happens It happens with every film they try to do, like trying <laughs> to do the summary of things. Now, yeah. you were super lucky and uh, you have 
the chance to watch Macross Bluff on theaters in the States, I think. That's oh, yeah, just a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, but if you compare the film with the original stuff, with the original, so it's like it lacks so much feeling, mm. you know, like not, it's not feelings because, you know, the thing, the story, the writing, everything is there. But sometimes you just need like stuff to be slow. Yeah, like downtime know? or, yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the films are right if you want to, if you're tired and you don't want to see like all the animation like moving like super slowly on the street. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it can be forgiven, but. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's charming. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just want people to help on Gundam because it's amazing and fascinating. And I want all the praise to Domino and all the stuff mm-hmm. because they were like visionaries, real ones. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm I, like, I wish I'd found Gundam a little, I wish I'd learned Gundam a little bit earlier because there's so much of it that I really enjoy. Hmm. Like in Zeta Gundam in particular, like Camille kind of not being a traditionally masculine guy, not liking his name, not liking the fight, but still being the star of a like a war anime. You know, mm-hmm. it's really fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. The regular main characters, they, yeah. they really went to something like, like, lonely and sour and you know like outcast a little bit outcast yeah even if the presentation he's really disgusting because when Bravo comes in and he's like just like undressed and ignoring hell completely and she's like we have to leave and you haven't yeah. even had breakfast you know and like oh, shut up you know like he's <laughs> cool at all but then you see him depressed and you start empathize and you have feel reflected there. There is a moment I love in origin in the manga and also in the mm-hmm. anime. That is when of course, yeah, he he just gets on the Gundam for the first time and manage more or less because the Gundam is amazing, no? So mm-hmm. he fights against Chart, but it's the machine it's always the machine, you know, yeah. until you get to know the pilot and the pilot starts to believe in himself a little, it's always a machine. Mm-hmm. But you have everyone saying, like, you managed to do this, so you have to do it because there's no one else. Yeah. So your mission, your duty is to do it, and you have nothing to say in it. And he's like, I don't want to, but I don't have a choice, right? You know, like that. And mm-hmm. then as Bright and him, like, don't get along, and Shyla is, like, <laughs> the smartest one. He just, like, gets in the middle as intermediary and says, okay, I'll talk with Amuro. And then she gets in the comms and tells Amuro, uh, you're going to be am- something like, it's going to be all right, or you're going to be amazing, or you can do it. And he says, don't flatter me. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't put more pressure on me. I don't need yeah. you to tell me that it's going to be all right. I'm doing this because I have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really good. That is amazing, you know, like, don't, don't flatter me. It's like, everything is going to be all right. It's like, get on the Eva Sinjin, you know? Yeah. It's not the same. So, you know, that's... I like that. Cool. <laughs> I like that. All right, yeah. I've got an easy question for you, and then we'll get into Zeta Gundam. <laughs> do you have a favorite mobile suit or favorite well, design that is a very difficult one but because i have a lot so it's difficult to say well i have this thing that it as for me it's almost like all about drama and characters it's, it's very it's very difficult for me that if i like a character i don't like the mobile suit yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> in fact i would buy gun plus i 
you know, I, that aren't maybe not my favorite, just for the character alone. Yeah. I love the old ones. I really like the RX-78. I like the Sakuchu. I like the the Zeta Gundam. It's not my favorite design, but it's Camille's, so it's impossible that I don't Yeah, that. <laughs> Same. as well. What happens with Zeta is that, you know, that and even if I love Jazz and his stuff, like, Mamoru Nagano is like the sexiest, you know. <laughs> Everybody gets like suddenly super handsome. Uh, the the mechanisms mm-hmm. are a little different, you know. Yeah, that's one of the high points of Zeta as well. But it's like that. Some of the ones that I like are very organic. Like, for mm. example, from Zeta Zeta Gundam, there is one that is called Queen Mansa that then was kind of copied by the Satrilla in Unicorn, remember? Like the green oh, one yeah. with the funnel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the base of that design is in Zeta Zeta Gundam because actually the character who uses like, the Satrilla is like quite connected with the other one. Mm-hmm. And then... The Kipli of Haman as well. Oh, yeah. I like it. The shoulders. Yeah, but it's very, I don't know. It's like, it's cool. It's very pink. I don't know. (laughs) I've seen some custom paint jobs on those that are really cool. Yeah. And then, of course, the ones that that are really remarkable, the ones from Turn A Gundam. Mm. The Turn A Gundam, the main mobile suit from Lauren. uh, Those are from Sidmeet. And in that one, I really like the Sumo. Uh, oh. Which is like a very round golden yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving suit. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. And the main character is like kind of char like sometimes, mm-hmm. a little more like her. We talked about this before, no? Like Tomino gets to a point in which like he breaks with the depressing stuff. So he wants to do depressing stuff, but camouflaged us if it were like, super <laughs> lighthearted. So everybody's happy here, but look at how many disgraces we have suffered. Yeah. You know? <laughs> There's always that moment of just 15 minutes of kill them all Tomino and then yeah, people yeah. eating burgers and bonking their heads on things. Exactly. That's that. <laughs> so in turn, again, them happens a lot. Everything changes a little. I don't know. It's, it's pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. Well. So those are basically like so many models I told. <laughs> but it, they're cool, they are though. amazing. I mean, in Jira Gongisa too, mm-hmm. the designs by Akira Man and everybody. Mac Knife is really cool. Yeah. The ones I don't like, I can tell you. I don't like <laughs> the guy, the boys band stuff. I don't like Wing. I mm, think Wing is yeah. a mess narratively. Mm-hmm. I watched it when I was young. But I didn't deal with it very well because, you know, I had this experience of watching Gundam in Japanese with, with Chinese <laughs> subtitles. You know? So the so wing is like, this is no Gundam. What is this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it felt super regular to me. It felt more like that's an stuff, different. It felt, it felt a little older in terms mm-hmm. of story, like more a different kind of stuff. But it wasn't what I wanted. Yeah. Also, uh, close to that time, I went to Japan, and the only thing of Gundam I could find were like wing related, and I was like, (laughs) I don't want this. (laughs) No. (laughs) So yeah, zero Gundam. I don't like it either because of the same reason, Mm -hmm. you know. I've seen the gunpla for it, but I never actually watched Wing all the way through. Oh yeah. Well, it's very, very. It has a few cool characters. Mm-hmm. But narratively, it's a mess. It's like really messy. Like people teleport 
you know, like <laughs> yeah. this character was here, but now in this episode or yeah, in, in the same here. episode, you know, but weren't you here like this bad writing, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry about this, but <laughs> no, <it's laughs> I, I know because I rewatched it a couple of years ago, like, okay, this has to be cool because everybody likes it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe they like <laughs> the fans in it of the whole thing because everybody is like super badass, but this, the, the relationship between the characters don't, doesn't make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. The behaviors, I don't like the characterization much. Like, I'm being merciless. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, let's go in the opposite direction and talk about Zeta a little bit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Zeta was the first. I watched Awaith MS Team, which I liked, but it didn't like make me a Gundam fan. But mm-hmm. I think Zeta made me a Gundam fan because it was an introduction to the Universal Century timeline, to the universe, to all the characters. Yeah. And it showed the characters in such cool, like Char and Zeta is so interesting to me because yeah. he's so lost for half the series. <laughs> You know, he's like a hotshot pilot who doesn't know what to do. Charlie's on holidays there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad because I like that one the most. Mm -hmm. And I think Tomino doesn't like it much. Because, Mm. yeah, I think he renounced a little to this drama. And it was, it's true that even if Gundam, the original one, is very epic in fact, even even if I don't care about the movie and I don't want any adaptation of anime anymore ever. Mm-hmm. But you know, like it's going to be they, it has a lot of possibilities to be to make a great a great blockbuster movie because it's you know, there's a lot of stuff that is fascinating and very epic and amazing. Mm-hmm. But if you wanted to turn Zeta in a movie, it should be like someone like I don't know, Tarkovsky maybe. <laughs> no. yeah. Because it's so dark. It it try it creates subjects that are pretty very, very dark in a sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw Domino on a little clip the other day, like saying that the only thing the only person who could direct a candom film would be like like Kubrick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just like well, me and Kubrick, which is like I know. You know, yeah, I respect <laughs> because, it <laughs> because I respect that because I'm a fan, so I take this very seriously, and for me, it's very important. And I, you know, I want to go beyond the the robots, and maybe I just do a lot of meta vision. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm projecting a lot and think about what I want to do as a creator. So I try to get into Minos' head and say, how did he come to this? Or precisely in that moment, nobody cared about this. You know, yeah. Talking about depression and that stuff today is like, but it's, it's kind of trending, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> because everybody <laughs> finally acknowledged that we were, that we tend to be depressed and that is a big problem, you know, with all the things that are happening around us. Mm-hmm. So it's like completely normal to talk about. So if anyone wants to do something and wants to touch the depression, it would be like the center of it. Like, yeah, we are going to talk about depression. <laughs> this film is all about depression. But when you see this stuff, like setup, for example, which is clearly about depression, mm-hmm. nobody makes a big deal of it. You know, it's like normal, and you mm-hmm. don't need to be told that the the stuff is about depression because you can feel it and you find it normal because of everything that's happening there. So that's quite refreshing, in a, in a sense. Yeah. Why are they depressed? Because they are like so empathetic. Mm-hmm. Because they are thinking about the rest all the time. Because they are doing things 
for other people so they can survive. And precisely the main character, Camille, who is like, poor thing, is like, I don't know, like, I love him so much. And of course, it has a terrible ending and all that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he does what he does out of empathy all the time. Like, I have to do it. I don't want to do it. So every time he has to kill or every time he has to do something, like he's completely aware of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So every time he breaks a little more and a little more and a little more and a little more. And if you pay a little attention, you just project so much. Or, you know, you are just understanding how how he feels like completely. You know? Yeah. There's kind of a creative metaphor in there, too. Like yeah. how you have to keep creating and keep creating because you have a, you have Gundam to keep making. Yeah. And the show is telling you all the time that through other characters, like in Zeta, the adults really are are really aware of what they are doing to Camille and mm-hmm. to other people. The conversations they have, like the one we talk about sometimes, like Reko and Char, when Char yeah. tells her, like, you never leave the baggage behind. No, yeah. that moment is like it's all the time. Like you are completely conscious that everything that happens to you is going to leave a mark that you will bear with it forever. And um, and that's lovely, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's such a good perspective, and so strange to see in a show for children. Hmm. Because in the U.S., like the moral of the story was like be nice to others or don't yeah. steal. Hmm. It wasn't like life is hard sometimes, and that's okay. Yeah, which is such a cool thing. I think a lot about Rikoa and her cactus in Zeta Gundam after she leaves, and how like she was so clearly depressed for a, a lot of that series and kind of lost. And there's no judgment or anything. Like, she just kind of is who she is. Yeah. Well, that comes to this point of the feminist in Zeta Gundam, which is mm-hmm. called to be misogynistic because a lot of women die. But, mm-hmm. you know, if all the characters are women, it's normal that some of them die, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's true that all of them, like, there are several that are very attached to male characters. Mm-hmm. But even if you think of four, that four, of course, four is like, is there in part to make Camille grow? She has quite a hardcore story by herself, mm-hmm. and she is always looking for, looking to fix her own life and to fix her own problems. And Camille can't do anything about it. Yeah, of course, he suffers for it, but it's not that he gets stronger and suddenly he's going to become a true man because he loves. His lover, you know that stuff. No. Yeah, it's just like he just gets destroyed by it. And in fact, to me, like what Ford represents is a way to to show and criticize the idea, the original idea of the new type as eugenics, like superhuman. Mm. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, because of course, you know, the superhuman stuff. It's very dangerous in general, not as narrative. Mm-hmm. Like it's been like this for ages. And the idea the idea of new time is dangerous in a sense. I'm worried about the adaptation actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it can become just that. But what they manage what Tomino managed to do in Setagandam is to transform this idea of eugenics to crazy vulnerability because they are not superhuman. They just can't to see through emotions of other people. 
Yeah. And that made them more vulnerable. I love that. That like greater understanding makes you like, yeah. like you have these people who are so good at understanding other people that they're like great in battle against them. Mm-hmm. But like battle's not the point. Like you yeah. can use those powers for anything else, like coming yeah. together. Yeah. And that, that gives to me, maybe I'm just doing meta narrative for myself, you know, but yeah. to me, that it's so good. It's a very good approach. I'm very modern even today. Mm-hmm. You know, today that everybody's talking about empathy and help the other and all that stuff. Like in a way that sometimes even feels like trivial. Yeah. If you put it in there just because it makes sense and it's not the point of the narrative, you know, that suddenly is when it just explodes and gets in, inside every pore of your skin, you know. Like yeah, it becomes <laughs> normal. Like normal. It's, normal. You're like saturated it's by normal. It. It's like how is this kid going to behave like this? Because because he suffers for people, you know? Yeah. Because he's a good person. You know, that stuff. So. I love it. I'm That's good. The drama is so good. So touching. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a little sad to me that Tomino kind of rejects this dark stuff. I understand that, for example, Victory Gundam, which is the one that got him the name of Minagoroshi Tomino. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tomino killing everybody. <laughs> that one, of course, like, caught Tomino in the middle of a very big depression and it's very noticeable because when he gets depressed he starts killing everybody without like you know in a nonsensical way but in mm-hmm. Gundam it's as if he was in a very well position after the success of the original Gundam so he, he could do precisely whatever he wanted to do and he did and he did the, the same he wanted to do in the first one but better yeah um, with all the freedom and with everything so to me, it's like the best one with everything I saw. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. The 50, mm-hmm. 52 episodes like flew by. It was so fast. Yeah, it was it was the first one you watched, no? I watched 8th MS Team before that, but this was the ah, first yeah, one yeah. I watched like, ah, yeah, yeah. since that I, one. 8th MS yeah. Team is like, very good as well. But it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of close. Like The good part of 8th MS Team is like basically that there, there are no new types. There are no Jedi. You know? Yeah, it's all just people in complex it's situations. So soldiers. Yeah, yeah, that is very nice. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to let us know about that you have coming out? Any new books or anything you want to? Ah, read? no, I'm, I'm working on a very long term project. <laughs> I've been here like for more than, for almost two years, but mm-hmm. that soon, hopefully soon, it's going to 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 get a better rhythm. <laughs> You know, when you work for yourself, it's like crazy because you over you tend to overthink. And mm-hmm. also, I'm doing things here and there to try to help finance this project and everything. But then I'm very excited. It's like yeah. I'm putting a lot of energy and you are helping me a lot. <laughs> I'm so also much. very excited. <laughs> uh, it, it, it'll come up at some point. And, you know, people like Camille from Zeta Gundam has a very heavy weight in this project <laughs> somehow. <laughs> On the on how I am working on things, yeah, I really hope people like it when it comes out. It's called and following it. Maybe next year, by the end of next year or so, I can I can release for example the first volume, for example, and then my regular books like ID, Mirror, and Pretty Deadly. I really hope. Well, some people will know about it, and if you don't know, and you like how I spoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very bad at I'm doing this, you know. I'm horrible. Yeah. In this no, level. you've been great at this. I've barely had to ask anything because you have so much to say about it. I love it. 
because it's thank Gundam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for talking to me. Yeah. I am great. David Brothers. You've been listening to Emma Rios talk about Gundam for a little bit. Look for her new book, Anzuelo, possibly in 2022. And we will catch you later. Okay. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.